way, it kind of makes more sense. And so ovulation is awesome. Like even planning your podcast, like scheduling when you both are ovulating, which is impossible. I know, um, but you're supposed <laughs> to have like really good, um, brain malfunction. Like you're supposed to be able to talk really well, um, and put together words. You, your face is more symmetrical. Who knew? Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm her friend, Melanie. (laughs) And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. So we have a great episode for you guys today, continuing in our spirit of Women's Month, talking about the beautifully, differently, uniquely, I'm not in all these leads, I don't know why, uh, different women are than men. And one of the things that sets us apart that no man can ever, will never be able to have is a period. And as you notice, Melanie and I have talked about this before, we're saying period out loud normally instead of yes. period because we need menstruation to... menses yes. yes say it we're, out loud we're saying it and we're not saying it with shame <laughs> so we have uh, macy maxson here on the um episode today she is the ceo creator and founder of garnu what is garnu i'm sure you're asking like what does that even mean we'll get into <laughs> all that but macy tell us a little bit about yourself Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so as Mallory said, I am the founder and CEO of Garnu. Um, we actually started um, a couple of years ago, kind of mid pandemic. Um, and we we're getting started uh, starting a period care company that was a little different than everything else that's on the market. Honestly, I was so tired of people calling me a menstruator and <laughs> not a woman. Um, and honestly, like you said, we bleed. It's just women are here. Right. And mm-hmm, so I was getting mm-hmm. tired of that. I was getting tired of being, um, all the propaganda being marketed to me through my period care products. I was tired of all of the period care, um, just funding Planned Parenthood and funding things that I don't believe in. And so I wanted to start something that was like feminine and embrace femininity, um, with period care and having something that actually provided a better experience for women every month. You know, I mean, period, sometimes it's a great thing, like, okay, good. I got it. Um, but sometimes it can be one of those sad moments because maybe you're trying to get pregnant, um, and you know, it might bring some sorrow. And so bringing a cool experience to the woman, despite how she feels about her period every month. And so we wanted to change that experience. We're calling it the new period experience, um, changing it up a little bit. And then we also work with a nonprofit in Nepal um, who does a lot of anti-trafficking work. Um, So Garnu actually means rescue in Nepali. And so that's kind of how we started the company is helping the girls in Nepal. So each subscription you have in each purchase um, that you purchase from Garnu.com goes to the girls in Nepal as well. Nice. Wow. So it's a little That's bit about how awesome. we started it, um, but we're excited. We're a small team, but we're we're trying to change the world of tampons and periods. I love this so much. Um, I'm gonna say a quick little. I'm gonna get on my soapbox for five seconds, and I'm gonna get right on off. Um, <laughs> one thing that we all need to be working on doing is supporting businesses, brands that have our values. It is very hard to transition. I'll admit, sometimes I go to Starbucks and we know that it's not, they don't support us. I'll admit that. But I do try to be intentional when I can get to a small business um, or like a small coffee shop, I try to do that. Mm -hmm. But what we need to be doing is supporting businesses that hold our values. So even if maybe you still get the, I forgot the brand that I, it's like a really pretty box. Even if you still get them, um, occasionally try to be intentional or if you still have them at home, try to be intentional to phase them out of your, mm-hmm. 
out of your routine because we really do we really should be supporting brands and businesses that support our values it's not canceling someone it's just moving your business talking with your money for brands and businesses that support your values anyway um <laughs> into that too i mean you don't have to compromise your the quality the level of quality you want you just have to do a little research and so that's one of the things with me i'm like i don't want you to choose me because we have the same values i want you to choose me because i have the best products you know and i have the best experience that you're going to get and so and that's what's making us different um but you definitely need to pick that too with some of the some of the brands starbucks is fine and all but they kind of have crappy coffee you know so <laughs> You know, you can always go for those brands. I totally get that. And that's a good point too. Um, I'm gonna go back on the soapbox and I'm getting right back off. You gotta be on top of the soapboxes. But we also too, I love what you said. You guys are have actually good products. So when we as you know, Christians, conservatives, when we are starting businesses, being entrepreneurs, let's make sure we have good products too, because that's a very good point. I've seen some businesses and you know, no shade to them. And maybe people think that of this, but I've seen their t-shirts, for example, and it's like, ooh, that looks like that'll fall apart after two washes. Or it's like <laughs> the font, like it starts here and then it moves that, you know, like let's put forth good produced products so people will actually support us because they support our values, but also they'll support us because they actually enjoy what um, we're selling. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> so first question is why why this why are you specifically interested um in periods tampons um we're talking about menstrual cups things like that what made you want to go into this field funny question um so I actually had um a little bit of an idea in college because I was tired of leaving campus to go get tampons every month and so you know there's some subscription services out there um, but at the time it was just like an amazon box with tampons you know or you go get yeah. tampons at the grocery store or whatever that is and so there was there's those elements but to me i'm like this is not fun like i already hate my period like let's just let's just be real about it is there something that improves the experience a little bit more um and so and i've been a tampon fa fan since i figured out how to put one in in ninth grade um <laughs> I was a pad girl for sure, um, but I've been tampons ever since and then occasional menstrual cup here and there. We also offer those as well. But um, so I kind of started it because I'm like, okay, there needs to be a better experience here for one. Um, and then two, like I want something that really is great with my values that actually supports what I'm supporting. Um, that's not going against everything and not trying to push things on me. Um, and also something that had clean products um, over the last couple of years organic has been a huge thing. I mean, everybody buys organic, organic mm -hmm. groceries, organic cotton, everything. And so I wanted to make sure that we had some clean products as well that I could use um, and some type of female health technology that encompasses everything. And so the future of Garnu is huge. Um, and I'll share some of those details as we kind of go along. But basically what we want to do is create an experience end to end from a woman's first period to her last period through pregnancy and through everything, providing products that a woman needs that are clean and healthy. And so the idea was sparked in college. And then from there, I'm like, okay, this is kind of big. I don't know if I can do this. Um, and so just through kind of a lot of prayer and different things, I felt like the Lord was telling me, okay, you should start this. I'm like, oh, it's a little too soon. I don't know if I can do that. Um, it's, it's a big project to take on. This is something I thought I would do maybe my thirties, my late forties. Um, obviously, you know, entrepreneurs, they'll just seize on the opportunity, but I thought this is much bigger than just a simple business idea. Um, but I felt like I was supposed to do it now and weirdest thing, cause it's the pandemic and supply chains are weird. Um, mm -hmm. but we started it. And so now we're getting ready to launch here soon, which I think when this episode airs, we're going to be launched. Yay. Um, what did you major in in college? I actually majored in well, I had a business major, but I had a Bible minor. So I actually went to Bible college. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I was just curious if it, if this has always been like, so I guess technically businesses have kind of been in your, in your oh, yeah. wheelhouse. Yep. Yeah. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur of some sort, but I wanted to have an actual cool idea that it could be a brand, not just yeah. a way to make money. I wanted to create like a full-on brand that actually meant something. And yeah. so kind of the birthing of it too, was I had this idea, but I didn't know how to attach it either. And so when I actually was working for a nonprofit, which is the nonprofit venture actually, or Garnu actually partners with, which, with, which is called Venture. 
um, when I was working for them, I'm like, okay, there's this new program and these girls are like getting out of trafficking just by learning about their periods and learning about their body and having opportunities to work in these um, they, there's a bunch of things that they do with this, but, um, learning about feminine hygiene training, they do a lot of entrepreneurship programs to give the girls some type of income that doesn't have, they don't have to go back into prostitution to receive an income. So, which is really cool. And so all of these cool opportunities, I'm like, okay, how can I fund this? Like, how can I actually help these girls over here? Um, and the only way I knew how was to start a business. And so with me, I already had the idea of, another feminine hygiene program. Um, and then that could help the feminine hygiene program over here as well in Nepal. And so that's kind of, it clicked right then and there for me. Um, and then that's when I started it. I love that. I know um, that's something down the road because I'm a big, big thinker type person. But down mm -hmm. the road, I do want to do things like that here, even in the US or just in general, like I want to do, um, provide somehow, tampons and and pads things like that for especially younger girls because mm -hmm. I mean we had um I think her name was a it was Olivia yeah we had Olivia on talking about um period insecurity and I mean oh. she gave me some facts that blew my mind I did not know a good chunk of all the stuff she said so mm -hmm. I think that's I mean that's a great great cause um Mel do you want to start off and then we'll do a couple of Semitic questions. We'll do those last, Mel. Yeah. Um, so I was curious to know what are the tampons made out of? Because I know you said the word organic. Oh, yeah. Organic. Sometimes you got to read into it because some things aren't organic. Nope. So Garnu tampons are 100% organic, um, organic cotton. Um, so they're actually made in Turkey, the cotton is, and then they're made in Europe as well. Um, like they're put together in Europe. And so um, it's funny because America doesn't really manufacture um, cotton tampons. Who knew that are organic? I know. So hopefully we can change that with Garnu. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So market, whoever's listening, there's a market that needs to be tapped. Yep. I need to change my suppliers here. Um, <laughs> no. So yep. Everything's organic. Um, and then we also, for our menstrual cups, it's hundred percent medical grade silicone as well. Um, so everything's clean. We want to make sure that, you know, you know what you're putting in your body. And so we're very clear with that on our website. Um, and you can always use them too. clean products. I had learned, I think like last week I saw an Instagram reel or something that talked about that organic um, cotton tampons can biodegrade. Like there's like that, that the time period that it can go back is just much quicker than a non-organic tampon. Do you know like what I'm talking about? Like the timing of it? Yeah decomposing yep. I guess is the word I don't quite know the exact numbers on that but I have heard that too especially with the applicators because the applicators are plastic <sighs> and so which that takes forever you know to decompose um so we actually use um a biodegradable um applicator what um, that's so cool well and so that's it decomposes a little bit better. Um, so if you want to save the environment, that's another way with the tampons. Yeah. Too. Okay. That's so cool. It all together. You just do a menstrual cup and you can use that for 10 years. Yeah. And I didn't know that y'all offered, um, the menstrual cup also. Mm -hmm. That's something that's, um, really important to me with period products is that I'm not, um, further like, adding waste to the environment like yeah. ladies listening like just imagine all the pads and tampons you've gone through since mm -hmm. starting to menstruate and if they weren't um organic cotton and all those plastic tips like what Macy just said and imagine just all of that like in landfills like I don't know that is just I don't like the thought of that and so um Another cool thing um, that I've been trying recently is organic or not organic, but um, reusable pads. Mm -hmm. And so this is so cool. I've been loving it. And then I also have a couple of my menstrual cups there here for yes. the viewers, whoever's watching at home. Um, oh they're really cool. <laughs> and I just want to say, I, I just want to give a plug for menstrual cups that I know it seems really scary. Like it's it daunting. Does. It's like, yeah. how, 
how in the hecky heck am I going to put this thing mm -hmm. inside of me? But I want to say, I heard it, I think from a YouTube video that like you had a learning curve when you first learned to put in a tampon and now you put in the tampon like nothing. And same thing too, like you had a learning curve with getting used to putting on your pads and now you don't even think about it when you go to the restroom. So I just want to plug that in too um, with your menstrual cups is eventually you get to the point of like, it's not that it's the same as in and out of a tampon, but that it's, you there's a learning curve and then you get used to it. Mm -hmm. So I just want to give that plug. And I think it's really cool that Macy, your brand also offers menstrual cups. I think I'm definitely going to order that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, our yeah. goal is to, I mean, every woman's different. And so I even did a survey with my friends when I first started Gurney, like, okay, what kind of products do you use? Like how many tampons? And everybody who's kind of explained their process, it just was so to their personality. It was so exact to their personality. Like I have a friend who's like, oh yeah, I'll just buy a couple tampons and then I'll scrounge to find a few more. And then I had another <laughs> friend who's extremely organized. She's like, well, I use three tampons a day and then I have two pads and one night pad. And you know, very like calculated. And so it's all about your personality too, like yeah. your period personality. And so, I mean, menstrual cups are awesome. We love them. Um, they last for so long and they're so easy because you change them every what, 12 hours. Yeah. Uh, it's so easy. It's amazing. It's awesome. Like once you get the hang of it, it's like, what the heck, what have I been doing all these years? <laughs> but like, I've been using them and then I'll go back to tampons. Cause I kind of like tampons a little bit more too, but that's because I've been used to using them for how many years? Cause you get kind of stuck in your ways, but sometimes pff, that's just you girl, you know, you do you. So Garnu really wants to, we want to expand all of our product offerings. So right now we just have menstrual cups and um, organic tampons, but we're hoping to expand very quickly, especially in the pad market. It's interesting yes. kind of, you say the reusable pad too. So with the girls in Nepal, um, it's taboo to stick anything up there. Um, so they can't use menstrual cups would be awesome. Um, cause it's a reusable thing, but they can't do that. And so we've been using more reusable pads with them as well. And so eventually we're going to come out with a Garnu reusable pad too for the U.S. market. Yes. Mm -hmm. I will be <laughs> clicking add to cart, shop pay. Yes. yes. I will be yes. clicking it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I love I, that. Yeah. I'm loving all of this. Um, and I think we should, we can bring up a topic I brought up earlier. And I think I've said this on the podcast before. So I personally have never used a tampon. I haven't yet. Um, yeah, everybody, <laughs> yeah, everybody's always shocked. I know I'm not alone. I know it. If you haven't either, please reach out. Let me know so I can feel a little bit better. Poor but, group. um, <laughs> yeah, support group. Um, but I do <laughs> like, I really do want to try these. Um, and I think, um, so this kind of leads into one of the questions that, um, someone asked, I'll kind of reword it, but I think honestly, part of it is growing up. I, I remember it was in an American Girl magazine. Well, first of all, I did the All About You book that I feel like everyone oh, yep. read. And Classic. they showed us the example. Yes. And they showed us the example. I was like, okay, I was ready to do it. And then I don't remember if it was like the American Girl magazine. I don't remember if it was my mom. But somehow I just got the toxic shock syndrome. It's just like, I think about it all the time. And it doesn't even make sense. Well, not all the time. I think about it when I'm on my period. It doesn't even make sense because I don't think it happens anymore. But it's just something that like, you think about, I don't know. It's just something that crosses my mind occasionally. Um, and one of the questions someone asked are, um, is, are you less likely to get toxic shock syndrome from an organic tampon? But it sounds like you don't even have to worry about that because it's made of cotton. So maybe if you can just talk a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. So I know everybody got scared in what the seventies, when all that stuff came out, all the warning labels for the toxic yeah. Syndrome, but like so. women would wear them for like days they'd keep a tampon in there for days and That's so crazy. and you know it usually says what four hours you're supposed to change every four hours which not even I change it every four hours you know <laughs> I mean I'm sorry that's it's not a long time um but people don't get those and now especially with the organic stuff I mean you have way less toxins in your body because before um they no one had to disclose what the ingredients were in tampons and so a lot of the traditional, um, like brands that everybody knows and has used, um, they never had to disclose their ingredients before. And so now that ingredient transparency is becoming a bigger deal. Um, people are more concerned about that. And so 
especially now everything's organic. So you, you worry less about it being in there um, and having some of those issues like the toxic shock syndrome. Um, but also, I mean, we don't leave it in for more than, you know, what, 18 hours at max. And that's a long time that a lot of people have them in, you know, most people, what, eight hours at max that people do. Right. I don't know. I think give or take a few. Um, so we don't, it's less of a thing now. And then the organic products that it's so clean. Um, it definitely helps and aids to that too. I don't know anybody who had toxic shock syndrome. Have you guys, have you met anybody? I, I haven't. And I understand it is pretty much an irrational fear. I do. Okay. Like, I can't okay. admit that. We all have it. I think it's kind of <laughs> no. that moment where you're forced to like, Oh, I have a pool party and I have to go. <laughs> I yeah. think that forcing, and then that's what makes people just do it. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I can keep using this yeah. for a while. But it's totally, a, it, it, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. You're justified yeah. in it because they have so many warning labels. Yeah. I'm yeah. realizing now, based off what y'all are saying, in the present day, like I've been taking my tampons out way too quickly than necessary. Like mm-hmm. I could have, there's now I'm like realizing I could have just left them inside and it would not right. do any damage so and I'm not I'm not saying leave them in for 18 hours yeah necessarily. like that's a long time but you know you don't have to be super concerned about it either yeah it's not only especially if you're using organic one of my friends we were discussing this episode just talking about it with one of my friends mm-hmm. and she was uh talking about just like how and I said like, yeah they do organic and she's like oh that's good because sometimes we don't realize what all we're putting in our bodies because we're absorbing it because mm-hmm. it gets absorbed into our body so even with she was like uh even back when scented pads were super popular during the time and all those chemicals that made them scented um and we aren't really thinking about, like what we're observing absorbing in our bodies and then sometimes right. we're having you know a lot of women get UTIs or I, you know, other, other issues that they're having, but it's from not being as cautious about what we're putting inside our bodies. And I think that's, that's really why I really like that it's organic. And mm-hmm. I definitely feel a lot more um, at ease oh, wow. um, about well, using the product. <laughs> I mean, women's cycles and our hormones are so fragile. They're so yeah. fragile. And so anything really messes them up. I mean, like your pH balance, like you're not supposed to use what scented soaps when you're washing too. Yeah. Um, you have to make sure you use a specific type of soap. Um, and just being very careful with that. And again, with the scented pads, it sounds like a great idea, right? Cause, oh, it's scented. Great. I'll smell better. Um, but in reality it can mess up your pH. And so I think women's health and a lot of things, um, especially with maybe big pharma and kind of like the big health, um, you know, they push all these products on you. Um, and in reality, they're just, they're trying to make money, but they're not actually doing anything good for your health either, either. Yeah. And so it's making sure that you're very cognitive, like you said, as to what you're putting in your body. Cause it's your body, you know, yeah. you're responsible for it. Yeah. yeah I want to, I want to rant on that a little bit about Go ahead. hop on that, your box. <laughs> is that, but it's true. Y'all like, think about this. There's a whole industry that operates off of the fear that you smell bad and you mm. need fragrance equals mm. fragrance soap equals you need a shampoo and condition your hair every two hours of the day. <laughs> like um, you need certain types of deodorant, etc. And same thing with you need a scented pad because you don't want to smell bad. Anyways, Mm-mm. like y'all, I just, it angers me. It frustrates me because I just think that our periods this is the way the lord made us mm-hmm. and to be honest i don't really care how it smells ain't nobody smelling me down there i'm not smelling like nobody's up in that business <laughs> like during you're not married time. yeah exactly so, yeah and so yeah. i just i don't i don't feel like there's even a need for fragrance um there's and then there's the the concern of how fragrance can affect your um I think your estrogen levels because fragrance has I think what's called endocrines and those Mm -hmm. endocrines um your um your body can receive that absorb those endocrines 
thinking that you're producing estrogen. And so then your body will start decreasing the natural amount of estrogen it's making because it's thinking, oh yeah, you have all this endocrines, this fake estrogen. And then you're having an estrogen imbalance because of all the fragrance with the, with the endocrines and the fake estrogen, et cetera. That may not be entirely correct, but from what I've learned, um, that's one reason um, if someone's really sensitive to fragrance or you're maybe noticing some hormonal imbalances, maybe try, I'm sorry, cutting out that perfume, maybe try switching to that fragrance-free soap, fragrance-free, I don't know, deodorant. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just saying you well, don't need the fragrance in your pads. You don't need it. It's okay. Your period is natural and whatever mm-hmm. smell comes from it is natural and you are not dirty period. Well, and if it makes you feel better too, I mean, if you put scents down there, it's just going to make it smell worse in the long run. So that's what I always, I remember after, um, at gym, people didn't get a shower. They would like spray the, I say people, guys. Yeah. Guys would spray themselves if they couldn't get in a shower. And I'm like, with the acts of a guy and it's like it makes it smell worse like if you have a shower, (laughs) you have all the sweat and you add acts to it, it, it's worse. <laughs> like it's yeah. Um, so kind of piggybacking, switching gears a little bit to just yeah. periods in general. Can you talk a little bit about um our I don't know how else to ask this question without being flat out asking it? I was trying to be like more subtle, but whatever. Can you talk about the different cycles of your of our uh 28-day yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. our menstrual cycle. Yeah, we're talking about periods. We can be as blunt as we want here. Yes, Um, yes. I always joke. I'm like, Lord, why am I starting a tampon company of all things? (laughs) Like, like, I'm sorry, men don't even want to talk to me. You know, purely just because I have a tampon company. But you know, I love puns and I love things, so why not? It's fun. Um, so basically, what I found out, kind of doing all this research, starting Garnu, um, was how freaking cool our bodies are. I mean, oh my word. Um, so men, they operate, you know, on a, on that 24 hour circadian rhythm thing. So, you know, all that stuff you see about morning routines, um, how I crush the day, you know, like this is my cycle. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But I don't want to do the same thing every day. My body responds differently every single day. You know, Mm -hmm. like I'll put a schedule together for the week and I'm like, okay, I didn't do anything on my calendar. I didn't do anything on the schedule. Why? Like, why the heck did I not do it? You know, I'm beating myself up for it. And then recently I started paying attention to my cycle. And so there's different, there's four different parts, um, depending on who you talk to, they might say two. Um, and then there's like two parts within the other two. Um, but basically I break it down into four pieces. And so we talk about this a lot on our social media, um, with on Instagram and on TikTok, and then also on our blog too. Um, but there's four cycles. So the first one is obviously your period. So that's day one. And so every woman has the, a different period. So the normal range is so normal. I mean, it could range from two days to seven days and it could be heavy. It could be light just depending on your flow, as long as it's kind of regular. So that's kind of the first week, put that there. Um, and then you're just resetting. So your estrogen has dropped, your progesterone has dropped, and that's when you start your period. And so then increasingly they start rising. So your estrogen starts rising and that's when you get into the follicular phase follicular, however you want to pronounce it. Um, and so this stage is actually kind of cool because you kind of feel like, okay, I'm done with my period. I always feel like my stomach's always weird. So I feel like it's a great time to start a new diet if I want to, um, on my period cleaner foods. I almost crave it. And you're craving that iron too, because you just lost all of that blood too. So those red meats are going to be really important. Um, and you feel a little bit more energized and more motivated. So that estrogen is a great thing when you have it. Um, and so it's great time to plan different things. Um, you can work out a little bit harder too, and then you're going to enter ovulation. So it's pretty much the whole point of your cycle is literally to have a baby. You know, when you like think about it that way, it kind of makes more sense. And so ovulation is awesome. Like even planning your podcast, like scheduling when you both are ovulating, which is impossible. I know, um, but you're (laughs) supposed to have like really good, um, brain mouth function. Like you're supposed to be able to talk really well. Um, and put together words, you, your face is more symmetrical. Who knew? So I did that TikTok challenge, you know, when it was like going back and forth between your faces. So I did that once when I was ovulating. And then when I wasn't totally different. And so 
Yeah. It's so interesting. And you're just supposed to be more attractive so that, you know, a man will impregnate you. That's like kind of the goal of mother nature, right? Okay. I mean, okay. So funny. <laughs> But it works in other areas, like with work and with other different things, you know, you just to take advantage, you can really um, score too on your um, physical fitness during that time. Um, it's really like, again, the motor functions are all there. Um, and then afterwards, so you go into the luteal phase. And so the luteal phase is kind of interesting um, because you, your body thinks that you could be pregnant from ovulation. So it's preparing itself, you know, whether you're pregnant or not, it just kind of goes in that, that kind of mode, um, is prepping itself and taking care of you. And so it wants you to slow down. You crave carbs, which I felt a little bit better about when I heard that. And so now I have, <laughs> okay, I can't actually have that many carbs, Macy. That's not humanly possible um, <laughs> during that time, you know, I'm like, Oh, it's okay. It's my luteal phase. You know, I'll be fine. Um, but your body craves those carbs, you know, kind of to take it in for hibernation, right. For that potential child that you have. Um, and then you, um, you also burn more calories when you work out. Wow. I, I did not know that. That's good you to know. know. You need like an extra two to 300 calories of food. So if you're hungrier, it's for a reason you're burning more calories. Huh. So it kind of makes up for the fact, like if you're actually eating more and then you still burn a little bit more to cover it too. So the Lord created us very divinely. <laughs> um, and then, so your, your, um, your progesterone is going up during that time and your estrogen is kind of decreasing. And so then if they both will start decreasing and that's when you start your next period again. So it's kind of a lot going on over that, like 28, 35 days, depending on what it is for you. But once you kind of understand it and understand your cycle and how you work, you're like, Oh, okay. I'm not psycho or I'll be psycho this week. And the next week I'll be fine. You know, (laughs) I know usually uh, my family always jokes with me the week before my cycle or my period starts. I'm literally like, huh? I think I'm going to become a dog walker or I'll have a random <laughs> job idea. Um, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be an astronaut, you know, <laughs> random things. And they're like, oh, okay. Are you getting your period soon? They'll always ask, they know. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. I think this is so important. Um, like, it's just not, I had never heard this until, I think it was last year when I was telling you earlier about that podcast I listened to with Alyssa Vetti. I had never even heard about. We never talked about that. We don't talk. I knew about the um, circadian rhythm because I do sometimes listen to those type of hype. Gary V. Oh yeah, we all do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I knew about that, but I had no idea, and it makes so much sense. And um, one of the things that um, Alyssa always says on her on her podcast and like that I listen to one of hers now mm-hmm. um, is that our period is our sixth vital sign or is it fifth? Yep. Sixth vital yep. sign. Fifth. It's our fifth, fifth, vital, fifth sign. vital sign. Because we have vital signs to make sure that we're living and we're breathing and everything. But our period is one that we kind of like I I said earlier we're not saying period we're saying period because it is yeah. something that is important it shows that you're alive and if your cycle is normal or normal for you everybody's mm-hmm. normal will be different but if your cycle is normal for you and it, it's not as um sporadic you know if it starts to become sporadic you'll know that something is wrong you'll know that something's off you need to go see a doctor you need to figure out what's going on with your eating your exercise things like that so I think this is just really important for us to um talk about these conversations and to like learn more about this I know I am trying to um I I knew about the some days you're going to be more um like not to get together is probably not the right word you're going to want to together I guess together together yeah some days you're going to be more together and I I knew that because I see that now ever since I Mm -hmm. heard it I totally see it like act perfect example I what was it like last week the week before last I sent out a bunch of Melanie knows I sent out a bunch of the email um calendar like, invites calendar invites and it came out of nowhere like <laughs> it just I in my head I was okay I gotta get this is I got so much done I think it was like two weeks ago um and now it's definitely kind of like oh now I gotta like do these things like, like, did I get dipping. one thing done today 
Yeah, yeah. It, it's different a little bit, but that makes so much sense. And I do really want to start living my life just in, in sync with my cycle. Mm-hmm. Ooh. In sync with Ooh. my cycle. Because you in sync. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I just, yeah. I think we don't do it because we don't know about it. We really don't know about it. So I hope everybody listening will do some more research on this. Uh, I will link the blog for Garnu and maybe we can even do like a blog on our. Um, on our blog and then do some like sweat um what do you call those the slides on instagram some just i just want yeah. people to know i want oh, more for sure to know. well i mean it's even thinking about um like you know the american girl the body book or the yeah yeah whatever all about it was me. called all about me you know the book yeah. that we all read or our moms just gave us you know yeah they don't want to talk about it yeah um, yep, i literally was scouring that book when I was young um but to think like what if this stuff was in there because to me I'm like oh I'm a woman and I have my period great you know and I'm hormonal great you know what's their good to be a woman you know like just when you're not pregnant right and so after kind of learning about these things I'm like oh wow like I can kill it for like two and a half weeks out of the month like I can get so much done and the next few I need to take a break (laughs) and it's okay because that's just how my body is (laughs) I can take some time and hang out with people, you know, and so learning that and being okay with that, not beating yourself up over it, I think is crucial. And I think that would save a lot of girls, a lot of heartache too. I think so too. I also think like, and you know, we are definitely pro woman in the workforce. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely girl boss, blah, blah, blah. But I think also too, if, um, and it's not business's fault because women just were at it. So, you know, I'm not mad at any businesses, but I, I wish also too, we could possibly kind of, uh, start operating in that sense um mm-hmm. businesses can or at least like um companies can realize okay this is probably the best time I mean obviously you can't for every woman you can't do it but like if we could just I guess recognize that like men and women are different so how our bodies operate and function are going to be different I know that eventually mm-hmm. I would like those other girls to be a bigger business and everything like that and I would like it to be mainly if not all women run and I would want to operate my business in a way where I recognize that you know what Mary Sue and Caroline they need x y and z because their bodies are just operating differently because I think there is a little bit of shame because I know, especially uh, I am kind of in a male dominated field and there is a little bit of shame when um, certain things as a woman I can't do or certain things that are a little bit more complicated. And mm-hmm. once again, I don't necessarily want to blame the business because women have recently within the last 50 or so years, I don't right. mean like recently, recently, within the last 50 or so years have becoming um, into the workforce. So there does need to be some things that adjusted. Mm-hmm. And I know um, I call this girl, she works for NASA oh, and wow. not NASA. Yeah, NASA, not the astronauts. But yeah, that's NASA. Yeah, yeah NASA. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, Wait, works for- she works for Ariana Grande's song? Like, yeah. <laughs> She works for NASA. I don't know why I could not. That just was not processing. Are you um, in your studio phase right I now? I think so. I think I am. <laughs> um, and she was just talking about just some of the things, like just simple things that they did not have for women because women just weren't in that field. So I yeah. think if we could just, you know, the business could just work a little bit harder to do that. Um, because we do need the diversity in the workforce. Um I don't necessarily just mean race, but also gender, because we all come with different um, backgrounds. We all have different perspectives. Well, and I think I'm all for like equality, right? But, you know, we have to acknowledge that biologically men and women are very different. Human yeah. beings, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we carry a child for nine months. <sighs> I mean, that's crazy, right? And yeah. Then we <laughs> child, and then we have nine months of the postpartum going on, if not longer, you know? And then not only that, but we have our cycles every month too. And so we're such cyclical beings and we might be the top employee for two weeks out of the month, but then the other two weeks we're like, okay, I need a break, you know, and it's not in a bad way. It's just, that's just how our bodies work. And so I wonder if our workforce workforce will ever get to that position of understanding. I think they're getting a little bit better, not necessarily with maybe the men and women differences, but maybe just the fact that not everybody should be working as much as they do, you know? Yeah. Um, I think about that. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. You're good. I was going to say, I think about that clip that was uh, going around and I shared it because I'm not sure necessarily how I feel about it, but I, I have this conversation. I do know how I feel about it. There was this clip that was going around and it was um, this commentator 
on Fox News. And uh, he made the comment that uh, women, he said something like, women should be um, at home. This is not his exact words, but this was the mm-hmm. sentence. Women should be at home because they would rather be um, at their daughter's piano recital instead of finishing a projects for work at home and I was the reason why I was torn about that because Mm -hmm. like I do think women should be in the workforce I do think women should because I mean I can't tell you how many things I've seen even marketing wise where I'm like a woman would have told you that that was not a good idea you need a woman (laughs) um pregnancy resource centers I'm sorry no hurting woman is going to run up to a man and be like, oh, help me, help me. So we need women out there. Right. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with wanting to go to your daughter's piano recital yeah. instead mm-hmm. of staying up and finishing this report for she a company. That's important. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why I, I was torn about that. But now I really, like, now having this conversation, I'm like, you know what? That is part, there's nothing wrong with that. That is part of being a woman. That is, that is a good thing. That is something that is, um, that just shows differences between men and women. And I think that hopefully the workforce will realize maybe, you know, what this project, if she doesn't have this done, you know, by tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I think we definitely have lost our what's valuable. I'm sorry, like, if I'm in that situation, I'm going to go to my daughter's piano recital. That's just... And there's nothing wrong with that. There's As you should. With that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I yeah. want to jump in here. Um, I... Um, remember there was this TikTok or Instagram reel that was a song about um, when NASA sent the first woman to space and gave her a hundred tampons and asked, yep. will <laughs> that enough? be enough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are our nation's <laughs> greatest minds. Like, it was that so, like that. so um, funny. <laughs> so yes. So funny. Really, and for any of the men listening, a hundred tampons is a plethora that is way too much ain't no girly need that <laughs> one it's your girl through half a year if you need yeah. it <laughs> right what, what i want to add too is i would That's like so for the future especially like in an anti-abortion future for mm-hmm. period talk to be less taboo less stigmatized yeah. i guess and also um to be able to talk about it in the workplace and what i mean by that is um, an example I heard once is like, let's say you really can't get that report done by 5 p.m. or I don't know, you're in your luteal phase or you're on day one of your period. You have such I, bad cramps. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it should be okay to like send an email saying, hey, I'm on day one of my cycle today. I'm, I'm going to be a bit slower. I'll try to get this in 2 p.m. tomorrow. I don't know that that mm-hmm. should be okay and because like we're emphasizing men and women are different and that's okay and I think to have women in the workplace like we should be welcoming of that that we should be able to talk about that because we shouldn't have to conform our bodies to men and sad to say I do think that um majority of businesses and just higher places are you know mostly men and so we could say it's a man's world but women are you know breaking that glass ceiling we're making our ways in and I think just to normalize women being in these spaces it's okay to say hey I'm at my top peak right now like give me all the work boss boss lady boss man whoever could be man or girl um (laughs) and so yeah I just want to put that out there like and and I've and I've started trying to do that too just in my own life of hey like letting people know like hey I'm sorry I'm on day x of my cycle I'm about to get my period sorry if I was a little bit more irritable like normalizing that and then Mm -hmm. yeah I don't think it's weird one like if you're on the receiving end I don't think it's like oh okay well that makes sense like thank you for that context that's true and I want to say too and just like imagine all the sex ed that Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry are pushing um, to the young people or even just like that book, um, it's incomplete. And, or like, just like with the pro-abortion, pro-contraception sex ed from the abortion industry, 
you're never, I feel like you're never going to hear about this. You're never going to wow. hear, hey, you have these different phases. And at this point, your estrogen is going to be high. Your skin's looking good. Your hair's looking good. Every boy's going to look a bit cuter right now when yeah. really they're not that cute. Um, so just be patient. I don't know. Um, and, just know you're ovulating. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because you're ovulating. Don't text that and, boy. And hey, it's okay to not push yourself during dance class during your period, or it's yeah. okay. You, you, you can maybe do some stretches instead of doing the heavy weightlifting like you want to do right now during day one yeah. of your period. I don't know. Just some examples that this should be the information that girls are taught from, from pre getting your, your menstruation and I think like, I know for me, when I'm a mom one day, God willing, I want to have an ongoing conversation with my family. That is not this one talk and I don't, or a book. And I don't no shade at the other moms, but yeah, exactly. Not just throw in a book and figure it out. Ask me if you got any questions, but actually don't really ask me, please. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. like, it should be talked about and it should be an ongoing conversation of, Hey mom, I'm starting to see this. And Hey mom, I, I feel really good. Or I don't know, like I'm mm-hmm. seeing some weird stuff in my underwear. Oh honey, that's your mucus. And one day you're gonna, I don't know. So it should just be an ongoing conversation. And I'm glad that like us ladies, you know, we're learning about this right now and our young adult season of life. But I just wonder like, what could I have done with this knowledge back in high school or even middle school to understand why I thought the world was ending at certain points of the month, you know? So I'm just really wanting to stress like, this should be the information that we are learning. It's not just, hey, one day you're gonna bleed and you have the possibility to get pregnant and die you know, mean girls. Um, (laughs) And it's this great event. And ovulation is the the main event and your hormones are this beautiful symphony and your period is is normal. And it's, and it's the way how God designed you, et cetera. Oh yeah. Well, I think that we need to have some honest, candid conversations because I mean, I think generally conservatives, they don't want to talk about those things like, oh, and I think there's a typical way of doing it. Um, I know some brands that I follow, like they just show all of it and I'm like, okay, let's be a little bit more tasteful here. Like I understand what a vagina looks like. I don't need to see it and I don't need to see right. all blood everywhere. Sorry. It's right. really close to me. Um, but it can be done in a tasteful way. And that's what we're trying to do as well. But like those conversations still need to be candid because if we're not talking about them, some of the wrong sources will be talking about them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. So that's I think like that's, that's like what we need to be doing in periods, psh, periods, it's part of life. And so we do need to have those conversations. We do need to normalize it a little bit more. Um, so we can produce the right message and like girls can understand their bodies, not feel ashamed of them. Yeah. And I really like what you said. That's exactly it. If we are not having these conversations. They're getting your children, other mm-hmm conservative women are getting these conversations getting these talks from people who are not going to who are not going to give the complete story I'll say it that way I'm sure some of these people aren't necessarily evil or they might not have evil intentions but they're not going to give the complete talk and the only way we can move forward the only way we can um continue to be better is if we do have the complete talk Mm -hmm. um that yeah both of you said such great things just now Thank you. (laughs) No, I mean, this is all I I, I do every, you know, every day. And I think like, if we are knowledgeable and we understand, okay, no, you don't just go on birth control, you know, like that's not the first option you go to. Like, yeah, let's talk about that really quick and then we'll we'll wrap it up from there. For sure. No, I mean like, just not like understanding your body. I think a lot of doctors, when you go in and say your period's off or you have really bad cramps or, um, your period's really heavy. They may like, Oh, okay. Birth control. And they prescribe it to you. And most of my friends, I mean, I'm 26 and most of my friends have been on it since they were 12. And, and so there's so many issues and they almost just put a bandaid on the actual problem, not actually trying to heal them. Um, and like, that's a huge thing too, because a lot of women are having issues getting pregnant because they've been Mm -hmm. on birth control for 10 plus years, you know, decades, some women. And so there's all these issues kind of revolved around just that in general. Um, but when you push kind of that agenda and not actually healing the problem is an issue, you know? Yeah. And I definitely think that, um, we, 
because it's been so normalized and everybody listening, we are going to do like an in-depth episode of birth control. It's coming up. Oh. Don't you worry. Um, but because it's so normalized, people are so attached to the, to birth control and they're attached to like their feeling about it. They have to take it because X, Y, yeah, it equals freedom. Yes. For many girls. So, Biggest so, lie from Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Yes. Seriously. Seriously. Because I mean, I know someone who was in birth control in college who she got off birth okay so she was from um another country and she was Mm -hmm. uh doing a foreign exchange so she was here for a year and because she was here for a year she couldn't use her birth control she was like you know what i'll just be off of it for a year she ended up getting a cyst because her body was so used to the birth control she had to go back she had to figure out how to get birth control for her body because that's not freedom if you can't get off of it that's not freedom but Anyway, all that to say, uh, people are so attached to it that even they don't know their own periods. They don't know like mm-hmm. what really is normal. I know a lot of girls like when um, we've talked about it or um, you know on Facebook groups I've been in where it's been discussed. People will be like, "Well, um, I just don't have normal periods without it. I'm just I just don't have normal periods." And people who are anti-birth control myself and others are always like well you have I mean there has to be a reason like this isn't it's not normal you're right there has to be a reason Mm -hmm. but they've been doing this thing for so long they don't even know what a normal period is anymore because they've been on birth control for so long and I think that when we are doing things to suppress what our body was designed to do it really throws things off and it's hard to have a full body complete wellness um system yeah Just well I mean the right word, even like the phases we all talked about I mean some birth control when you're on them they don't you don't go through all those phases oh and yeah so oh, wow you can't even take advantage of what your body naturally does and how you can you know like the advantages of those specific times of the month because you're on birth control that's damaging kind of that cycle yeah suppressing yeah it's yeah. totally suppressing it and so what's cool is there's so many books like the one that you were talking about um Alyssa, is it Vito? Betty, Betty, Betty Betty um I'll she, it, y'all. Yeah, yeah yeah she's super good I have the I have it over there somewhere um but there's so many books talking about it um because it's not a new thing um but trying to get you off of it and it's like it's a total healing system and you're making sure there it is there it is in, the, in the flow yeah <laughs> Right now you have it too don't you yeah then we all said we were gonna anyway we, we gotta finish sorry go <laughs> ahead <Book Club. laughs> yeah um, we all said we were gonna finish it yeah <laughs> I think I've skimmed through it like 20 times but I've never yeah. read it all the way through so I understand. it's so good like it really just to plug the book really quick it really is very informative mm-hmm. um it's just the reality is you know being working women or just being women uh in today's society you it's hard to to um to get well, you can't you can't cycle sync and in real, like you can, um, but you can't be most times you're, you can't go to your employer and be like, sorry, I'm starting my luteal phase. I can't actually work. You <laughs> right. can't do that yet. I mean, right, 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 right. you talk about trying to not victimize women. Right. Um, right, right, right. So right, we need right. to be careful of that. However, like you can understand kind of what's going on in your body, right. but again, you have to make sure you're on your proper, like nothing's quite damaging it either. And so they even talk about that book, how to get off of the birth control through mm-hmm. food and making mm-hmm. sure you are getting the proper vitamins and nutrients. And it takes a couple months sometimes. It could take a year. Um, but like that's some of the things that women are going through when they're going through infertility. You know, like they are trying mm-hmm. to make sure that their body is a safe place for a baby too. And so in healing their themselves from the inside out too. Um, so it does kind of talk about that. And there's so many ways you can get off of it. Um, and not to say you don't necessarily have to. Some some women too, I mean, they do need it some of them. Um, I highly doubt that, but I do think that there is some aspect to control being an issue. There's always an exception to a rule. I'm sure there could be one woman out. It's possible. I I can't think of any reason, but it's possible. An exception for what? If there's, if there's some other issues going on a little bit higher than just like the normal cramping or the normal PMS symptoms you might get. But I think, what is it? 70% of women are on hormonal birth control. 
or something. I mean, that's crazy. Crazy well, that, stuff. Okay, so. so that's the first thing we need to do. We need to get people off the birth control so we can be in sync in the cycle so that we can talk to our employers because I bet our, our employers aren't going to believe that we have this different cycle if everybody's on birth control that works for your job. Mm, so that's yeah. the first step. Let's get everybody off birth control. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, that makes sense, Mallory, because it's like, well, Sally Lou doesn't complain about, I don't know, being on in her luteal phase and I don't know. Well, she's on birth control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, then they have their own issues too, you know, coming off of it, you know, what that looks yeah. like coming off. And I mean, sometimes it's just nightmares for women, like you said, yeah. for your friend too. Um, and a lot of things can happen. And so making sure that you're properly just knowing what you're putting in your body, I think is just honestly the message of all of this, like knowing what it is. And there's so many non-hormonal methods out there. I know the natural fertility, the natural planning is a big one right now. And so, um, that one's super cool and they have apps for it. You can take your temperature. Um, you could, um, what's the other one? I think there's like a wrist that, or a wristband, kind of like your watch. Melanie knows more about this than I do. Yeah. So there's definitely different methods with tracking your temperature every day, Mm -hmm. um, tracking your mucus or white flow, as some people call it. Um, some people will track, the height and the openness and the feeling of their cervix um, when That's you're minute. close yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> when you're close to ovulation your cervix is lower mm-hmm. and more open and soft because the girlie's ready for the sperm and mm-hmm. when you're not when that's passed uh, it should be higher closed and harder so think of like the texture the feeling of your nose versus the feeling of your lips so when you're not close to ovulation it'll probably feel like your nose and when you're around um, baby making time it'll feel like your lip Um, yeah and then there's another method some people do that they'll pee on strips to track their ph levels i think there's even ability to track um your progesterone and estrogen level but your lh um, I believe your yep. LH rises after ovulation. So yep. girls will know based off of the pH, uh, based off of the peen on the LH strips. Oh, like ovulation has passed. Mm-hmm. It's baby making time or it's not baby making time, et cetera. So there's definitely a lot of different methods. Well, and what's cool about those methods too, is you get to know your cycle. Like you exactly. get to understand it. You know, yeah. like there's so many other things you can do. I mean, we all know about them, you know, the condoms, everything else. Um, but I think like that particularly just understanding your cycle, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that'll help you understand the rest of, you know, whether you're ovulating, trying to get pregnant or not trying to get pregnant um, or, you know, and beyond that, I think that's key too, is understanding. Yeah. Um, Melanie, do you have any other questions before I do our big last final question? I just think the brand of Garnu is amazing. This is so cool that there is, you know, this market for people who don't want to support the pro-abortion, pro-contraception industry, but it's also like how you said earlier, Macy, um, quality products. Mm -hmm. And so that's really exciting. And I also just want to plug in for everyone who maybe is on birth control or considering it, that whatever the problem is that you may be considering or your sister, your mom, I don't know, your, your girlfriend, um, period pain, like period problems is not supposed to be normal. It's a sign of hormonal imbalance that you need to address with a naturopathic doctor, uh, an OBGYN that knows napro technology. So I just wanted to plug that in there that we've gotten so used to debilitating cramps but that's Mm -hmm. not the way it's supposed to be y'all yeah Um, but there's hope and so listen to next week's podcast Mallory is it uh (laughs) yes it'll probably be out the week after this one yes yes well (laughs) now it has to be if you subscribe to Garnu, our periods don't cramp your style either. Oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Coming in with the puns. <laughs> I'm here. But I'm... And I do want to add um, to what you said, Melanie. You said, um, what was the last thing you said? <laughs> um, that like we've gotten, um, we've gotten oh, oh, I remember, I remember normalized I remember period pain. 
Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I know for myself, I get how I know my period's about to come is I get a really bad headache the day before. That is not normal. That is not what you're supposed to do. I'm working to fix that now that I know it's not normal because once again, this is all, all of this research is new for me. I just started looking into this stuff last year, but a couple years ago, even, so I started my period at 10, from 10 years old till I guess I was 26 last year. I legitimately thought that that was a good sign because everybody, almost everybody I knew had irregular periods. My periods are incredibly regular. The only thing is I get a headache and then my lower back would occasionally hurt. So I thought the fact that I had some sort of alert to, which is a headache that my period is coming on that I was fine. Everything's good. I am in tip top period health. But learning that that's not even okay either. I think that's just something really important for us to think about. Like you're supposed to just have your period and it's supposed to be just like no pain. Yeah, yeah daily painless. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then another thing I also want to add, um, I'm not necessarily anti-vegan or anything like that, but I remember reading somewhere, and I just wanted to say this, that um, it was a couple of years ago, it was very popular to be vegan, and then you not have your period, and then it was like, wow, that's like, look how natural you are. Well, that's not normal. I just want to add that, because I was just thinking about that. Like, you're not supposed to just not have your period. Like, you mm-hmm. absolutely need to be having your period, unless you're pregnant, obviously. Um, right but you absolutely should be having your period. So if you have gone vegan and you're like, oh, I don't really get my period anymore. I've reached the peak of health. I would go talk to a doctor. I just wanted to add that. I think that's good. Yeah. Okay. So Macy, we have one last question for you. Um, and this is a big one. So get ready. Mm-hmm. If every single girl in the entire world was looking at you right now and needed advice from you, what would you say? Every single girl, no pressure. I think as, especially as it pertains to this conversation to give yourself a break. I think that we are always, again, we do live in a man's world and not to be, you know, sexist about it by no means, but just in our conversation, like we're cyclical beings, we're not on a 24 hour Mm -hmm. clock. And so, you know, some, some days we're like getting things done, you know, we're very motivated. Um, our relationships are healthy. And then other days we're like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I can't do anything right today. And I think just giving ourselves a break, you know, even when it pertains to birth control, it takes a while to get off those things. If you want to get off of it. Um, like there's just so many things that just, it just happens and life is life. And I think just giving yourself a break, um, and knowing that it's okay, you know, everything's going to work out fine. Um, but just knowing that it's okay. It's totally okay. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know. If this is your first time hearing all of this, this is your first time even hearing that birth control probably isn't good for yourself, for your body. That's okay. Now you know. So you move forward with that. That was good. And I even like, I think, oh man, my, my period isn't painless yet. Like, what am I doing wrong? I literally sell tampons for a living. You know, (laughs) I think about it. I'm like, okay, well, we also live in a world that produces so much plastic and plastic is high in estrogen. You know, like there's so many things that can endocrines all around us, fragrance, stress, stress. So there's so much going on that you can't control. You know, we can't live like the people on blue lagoon on the, like the island sometimes I think about that like wow how great would my cycle be if I just lived on an island by myself you know Um, how healthy would I be Um, but we don't you know and we can't always stay on those clean diets because I'm sorry but occasionally I wouldn't mind a cheeseburger you know right right um so just giving yourself a Cheetos oh (laughs) yes well (laughs) Macy thank you so much for coming on I really really appreciate this this and I say this every single episode, but it really was so informative. I love this. This is, these are conversations we need to be having. Absolutely. These are conversations that I hope if you listen to this, you will share this. This is the episode you really need to share with all of your friends. It doesn't matter how they identify um, politically doesn't or even religiously. It does not yeah. matter. If they are female um, this is something super important that we need to be having these conversations. And I think this is a great place to start. I will link um, Garnu's website. Oh, tell us how to find Garnu with all that stuff. Yes. Where are you guys? 
So garnu.com, so G-A-R-N-U-U, there's a double U, not a W, a double U, um, ah. .com. Um, you can reach us there. You can subscribe. We have um, a subscription to tampons. And so you can get those and get our lovely monthly boxes. Um, they're super fun. They're super cute. Um, we also have merch as well. So if you don't have a period, we have a Freedom Fighter line um, of sweatshirts and shirts and stuff, which are super cute. You don't have to have a period to have to wear one of those. Um, and you can also find us on Instagram. Um, and so at Garnu and then TikTok as well at Garnu as well. So we're, we're on both platforms. So we're having fun talking about periods. This is great. And, um, like I said, this should be the beginning of a conversation you can have with your friends, your family, your parents, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, still in high school listening, this is a great start for this type of conversation. We're going to have more conversations like this oh, on yeah. the podcast. Um, and we would love to have Macy back. We can talk about this again maybe come up with other questions or if you're listening and you have more questions we could possibly get them to her to discuss more um and i will link the uh Alyssa vd book as well because uh, i really do think uh, and i'll let's link a podcast that's the other thing too i think part of the reason i haven't really finished the book is because a lot of it is what she talked about in the podcast and the podcast is very um informative so anyway you guys um thank you all so much for listening make sure you share this with your friends rate like review subscribe however it is whatever platform follow on some platforms it has uh make sure you follow our instagram just share this i'm really asking to share i'm really asking for a review because that's how other people find us it really helps the algorithm uh, for people to find us if you guys are leaving reviews so if you really did enjoy this enjoy the conversation please leave a review um check out our merch sites uh i guess that's anything else i need to add uh okay i guess that's it thanks everybody for listening and hope to listen to us see us hear us later bye bye Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.